And remember, when you touch that dial, like, rate, review, share, worship. Worship. I didn't even realize it until I was like, I was like, yeah, man, I'm not a cinephile like I used to be. Because I was such a cinephile, bro, that I used to um, like be on the joint with the Netflix. Remember the Netflix where you got to do the DVD? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to do the DVD for the Netflix. That's how much of a cinephile I was. I had to watch movies either when they came out in the theater or like right when um they hit DVD. And I think the lack of DVDs, like like DVDs falling off, has helped me become less of a cinephile. Cause streaming movies, and it's crazy. I actually prefer the movie experience in the crib. Right. If I can watch, if, if somebody asked me, how would you like to watch a movie? I would like to watch a movie in a crib. You feel me? Right. But, but being being in a crib, watching a movie and stuff like that, I don't know. The streaming, the streaming, the joint just ain't been. It, it ain't been it lately. I don't know. Yeah, it's just I don't like, know, man. the way the movie world is is set up, like. Because majority of the movies, yeah, I'm going to want to watch at the crib unless it's like Marvel DC or something like that. Right. You know, I'd probably be more inclined to like, you know, get out the house or whatever. But considering how everything kind of changed with, you know, with COVID and whatnot, like it, it changed the landscape because, you know, they made the movies a lot more easy, easier accessible. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's what it is. I think it's the COVID, bro. COVID changed my outlook on a lot of joints, bro. It ruined a lot of stuff for me. You feel me? Like, I like for example, one of the things I gave up during COVID um, was any semblance of buying season tickets for the Jags again, right? Mm. Yeah, it's like a... It's definitely... <laughs> It changed, like, it changed a lot, like, even with with music, because it's, like, everything is heard different, because, like, normally when you go out, and you might, and, like, even if you hear a song, you might not like that first, but when you hear it out, you find a new, like, liking for it. Right. So it's just, like, once you do that, then it's, like, cool. So, hey, whenever I hit, whenever I hit this, I can be reminded of, you know, when I heard it in the club, and it give it that's that same sound compared to the first time I heard it when I was just, you know, sitting in the crib, chill, saying this ain't it. Yeah, we say this. Yeah, bro, like, it's just, it's just different, man. I don't know how to explain it, man. It's just different. Like, everything different, bro. Like, everything feel different, bro. Coaching basketball is different. School feel different for my daughter. You know, it's funny because, like, when my daughter originally went to school, and I don't know, uh, Q can... You can, you know, chime in on this and tell me how he feel about it. But, like, for my daughter, when she went to school before COVID, right, it felt like I was sending her to real school. I don't know how to explain it, but it felt the same way as, like, when I went to school. I was like, oh, I'm sending you to school, right? And then now, after COVID, and then her spending a year and a half, because that's how long she spent doing virtual, right? doing virtual a year and a half, like her eighth grade year or whatever, she went the whole year on virtual. And then the only reason she went back to school was because 
it was basketball. They was gonna have a basketball season, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, you might as well go to school if you're gonna be in the gym hooping." You feel me? Right. And so she went back. But outside of that, she would have still been on virtual right now. And the thing is, like, virtual changed school. These kids don't even learn the same way. Ninety percent of my daughter' work is like a instructor video on a laptop. That's the. The general landscape of just everything just flipped. Yeah, man. Oh, but, and then you know one more thing real quick before we get off of this. I was just talking to somebody uh, the other day at work about how one thing that we really like, because we were talking about inflation, right? And like this one of the joints that led to inflation that we didn't even realize it. The whole like um, buying stuff online, everybody started trusting it because of COVID. Right. And we don't realize how much that helped corporate overhead and corporate greed. Because unlike us, the regular guy who got broke during COVID, the average corporation did two, 300% profit. Because guess what? You didn't have nobody working, so you didn't have no overhead. And then all of a sudden, people, oh, I'll just buy your joint online. Or I'll just, oh, I ain't even got to come in your store I'll just order it online and then you can have one person bring it out to my car. So now you don't even need a person at the register. So you you could drop three people from your staff. It just changed the way everything is, man. Yeah, we was already on our way to like, you know, the robots doing all the work, but Yeah, it expedited it. I think that, yeah, that definitely expedited it. But let me go and introduce the show real quick. No Static Podcast, episode 209. I am Dennis, your host. Jax is here. Here. LQ is here. Yes, sir. And Coop is in orbit until further notice. Every time you say that, man, I just think about the fact that we crashed a fucking rocket or a satellite or a spacecraft into a uh asteroid to see if we could change the orbit and it worked. It's like one of the greatest scientific achievements of all time and niggas don't give a fuck. What I realized is when they did that, that's that's an actual threat that can really happen. Or in the process of it might actually be happening. <laughs> and, right. And again, you to keep the world from from panicking, they got to make sure that you do not know about it on, on my MIB shit. <laughs> it's just one of the biggest. It's just like to take a to take a spacecraft and just be like, "Yo, I'm gonna go hit this asteroid." It's just G shit. It's just G shit. It's just like I say all the time, Dennis. You know, and I know it's uh, goofy. You niggas out there that don't believe it, but bro, we landed on the moon. The greatest scientific achievement of all time. Just yeah. want y'all niggas to know that we went to the moon and put a nigga on that bitch and brought him home. And he didn't die. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's just like stuff like that is so cool that we almost forget, but we get. And this is the perfect way to segue into the first topic. And I'm and we can make this quick because I know last I know last week was like like Kanye heavy, but we here we go. We are experiencing business fallouts happening at a rapid rate in real time. 
to yeah, the point where where there is even an article that apparently he went he went to Skechers and got kicked out of Skechers. <laughs> I, I don't believe that, but I will say this. I will say this, and I only want to say one thing about the Kanye losing the money thing. Like, I don't think niggas understand finance because all of the people with the yay stuff or whatever, right? And like, oh, well, uh, it's a a thing floating around the internet. Brian from our, um, from the guys chat, he shared it. He was, it was, it's just, it's a bunch of people holding Yeezus. And it was like, oh, you know, we bought Yeezus because of Kanye, not because of Adidas. So we not worry about $256 million. We'll get it back for them. But because we're a community and we stick together, right? And I'm assuming we're a community and we stick together, mean black people. But what's really funny about the meme is half the people in the picture holding shoes is white people. So am I like like my thing is since when, and I'm not saying this, if y'all niggas want to go support Kanye and keep him afloat, more power to you niggas because it'll be the first time you niggas ever did something like that. Because my question to you niggas, and it's it's rhetorical, it's a rhetorical question. Um, since when we supported any nigga business for a quarter billion dollars and kept it afloat? Since when? I mean exclusively black people. We keep niggas a quarter billion dollar business. Come on, man. What y'all niggas talking about? That's all I gotta say. Niggas is wildin'. Niggas you so sad. Niggas. You niggas. Bro, niggas is so sad that Kanye lost his little quarter billion dollars. Well, that's a hard come up. I'm, that's I'm a hard not... come up. I'm not really sad about that. I... And and I understand that I have a deferring opinion um, than most people. Oh, excuse me, as I, you know, go to my back porch real quick to make sure I can have this conversation with you guys. Um, me and Coop were having this conversation um, yesterday uh, as, as it was unfolding. Um, for Kanye West or, you know, Ye, as he's legally being referred to now. And if you, if the gentleman will just allow me the floor for five to seven minutes, if you will, and I'm going to go on a classic Wayne LQ rant. <clears throat> In my opinion, and I want, and I want everybody to understand while I disagree with Kanye's, uh, <clears throat> With Kanye's actions, I disagree with his, with his statements, <clears throat> um, and I honestly believe, and I agree with Dame Dash. Anybody, anybody, should not be interviewing Kanye right now because we do not know what his mental state is. We do not know what's going on, and that could be part of the plan. But <clears throat> back to my opinion, in my opinion, we are witnessing uh, what is called professional buck breaking. Now, obviously, I'm on the No Static Podcast, so excuse me if this uh, turns into an episode where I listen. Um, trust me, if I can get a, a guest feature, I will. But, <laughs> um, Jax, you are, I know for a fact, you know what butt-breaking is. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Dennis, are you familiar with the term? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now, for most people, they'll think we're talking about horses we're not talking about horses at all we're talking about um the biggest strongest black male slave in the uh right now okay 
Now, everybody's like, oh, my God, here comes this nigga trying to bring it back to us as black people. I keep telling y'all, if you actually stop paying attention to the 20, 30 seconds that you disagree with and listen to the other five or 10 minutes, you'll actually find out that you have more in common with a person than what you think you do. <laughs> like, nothing that's happened to Kanye West wasn't already said by Kanye West two weeks ago. Absolutely nothing. And that's the problem. Because last week, as uh, Dennis, your host, uh, pointed out, the week was Kanye, the episode was Kanye heavy. And I do apologize for starting out the episode with Kanye again. Um, <clears throat> but when I say I'm witnessing professional butt breaking, we as a black community do not wield that kind of power. And when we have a person like a Kanye, a Jay-Z, uh, a Robert White, you know, <clears throat> um, the, the the founder for uh, BET, I forget his name, at Bob, this current, Johnson. Bob Johnson. When we have a person like those who get, who we, in our eyes, can get as close as they can to that kind of wealth, that kind of power, and then you have them struck down, that is a signal to let you niggas know, hey, we allowed you to do that. That's the signal. Okay. The 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 fall and the, the rise and fall of, of Kanye, we were in our group thread a couple of days ago. I likened that to the story of Job for all my Christian folks out there. <clears throat> now, obviously, at the end of the story of Job, there's a there's a great, you know, he rises up like the Phoenix from the ashes. But when you hear about the story of Job, there's a lot of tragedy in that story. And I'm honestly believing that we're witnessing it right now, not to liken Kanye to a Christian uh, biblical fit figure, but to just give you guys some reference. Now, again, we as a black community, where is the black corporation that wields that kind of power for anybody? Whether you are right or wrong. There's a clip <clears throat> From that drink champ, from that now infamous drink champs video that I noticed nobody references. <clears throat> and for years, as children of hip hop, we've heard every violent thing you can do kill a nigga, kill a nigga this, I'm gonna fuck your bitch, I'm gonna kill your nigga, I'm gonna fuck your bitch. That's fine. That's fine. You could do that. But the second you say something that's regarded as anti Semitic, everybody distances themselves away from everybody, even members of your own community. You know, one thing I love about white women, the one thing I love about white women is when it comes to the political, the political atmosphere, they will vote against their own self-interest if it promotes the interests of their fathers, their husbands, and their brothers. Listen to what I'm saying. White women, even when it goes against their self-interest, if it promotes the interests of their fathers, their husbands, and their brothers, they will go with it. Okay? We as a black community can't even agree on or come together and find a medium between our liberal conservative ideologies. We can all agree, hey, Kanye, you was tripping, you was wilding, you probably shouldn't have did that interview. Hey, Nora, you was tripping, you was wilding, you probably shouldn't have released that interview. 
But I noticed not nobody batted an eye when he said anything about the George Floyd um, murder. No one. It was only until his anti-Semitic comments that came out where we saw everybody say, all right, we got to get this nigga the fuck up out of here. I want to see us at some point, whether we are right or wrong, where someone is right or wrong, where the black community says, okay, my nigga, we going to hold you accountable, but we're going to do it on our terms. What terms, though? So this is my thing. This, this, this is my point. And I'm going back to what I said about the quarter billion dollars that this nigga lost. He, a quarter billion dollars. Boy, that's a lot of goddamn money. Boy, quarter billion dollars. Listen, I just want to say this. I get what you're saying, Q, but um, numbers. I'm only here's talking about in the macro sense of things. Right. Because here's my thing. What a nigga going to do, though? What we going to yeah, do? Kanye West doing that partnership with Adidas, that's going to hurt Adidas. When they terminated that, that, that contract with him, they didn't do so lightly. They already, nah, they did. They already but, projected for the fourth quarter, we're going to lose a quarter billion dollars. Yeezy yeah, products. but you know, you, you know what else they thought and they projected before they let let, let ye go. They was like, "Yo, um, if I let me, how do I put it? They were like, "Yo, if 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 we stay with him, we're going to lose X amount. If we cut him, we're going to lose X amount. If the, and cutting him was the better choice because Adidas already got this reputation of being as racist as German Nazi company from the past because you niggas like to do all these conspiracy theories and things. And so, and then remember what he said on the interview. Yo, even if I make an anti-Semitic remark, end quote, um, that uh, Adidas can't cut me. It was like, yo, what? And, and, and here's the thing. Anti-Semitism is not cool. It's not okay. And I know for a fact none of us co-sign on that shit. No, However, I, I will say this. The reason why they wielding a big stick is because they got a big stick to wield. If niggas want to come together and support a nigga or cut a nigga off, you got to have something to cut a nigga from. You niggas here's, ain't got shit. Here's what the are thing we going to cut a nigga from? We don't have anything. Here, we don't, here's, we, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because remember, they projected for the fourth quarter they were going to lose a quarter billion dollars. At the time, but prior to that interview coming out, Kanye West and Yeezy Brands conjoined with Adidas was 64% of their selling, of their profit. 64%. Listen, I've always said, hey, at the end of the day, it's about the bottom dollar. That 64% is going to hurt in the long term. Now, I'm I'm not the you know the smartest guy in the room, but I've been in management for about three years now, and you know the thing that I hear every time my company abruptly fires somebody, especially when that person is team, especially when that person is team, that's a large check that gets cut. When you hear a CEO like when they fired uh, Wells Fargo C- um, CEO last year. I think his severance was around $60 million just to fire him. They had to give him $60 million to fire him. Now, listen, we could talk about, okay, aha, Adidas Gap, they're not going to do any more business with him. Balenciaga's not going to do any more business with him. All these companies that are in bed with him. You know what I noticed? 
Kanye made a lot of people. When you're talking about merch, we're not talking about music anymore. We're talking about merchandise. But let's take it back to uh, School of Business 101. There's a lot of money in merchandise. And Kanye West made a lot of people a shit ton of money. Hey, but at the end of the day, there, there are um, people that say, hey, you could take the Yeezy name off that shoe. I'm going to still buy that shoe because that shoe is comfortable as a motherfucker. I got DJ friends right now that's going like, hey, yo, these, uh, these Yeezys that I'm wearing, especially that is homecoming week, these are the only shoes I can wear where I can do a four or five hour set and my feet ain't killing me by the time I, I play the last song. I think I think this situation is very hyperbolic, and I think it's two things we gotta we gotta break down in this situation. Number one, for niggas to want to do anything or stop anything or move anything or whatever, niggas gotta have something. Niggas don't have shit, and I really want to emphasize that niggas in America don't own shit. We we don't have no power, and I want niggas to remember this moment. And, and just hear me out, Q. Just hear me out, uh, Dennis. Just for a second here. I want niggas to remember this moment because you niggas have heard some heated battles between me and Tank and me and other political niggas when we going back and forth or niggas, you niggas who be like, let's 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 share crop or whatever the fuck niggas be saying and let's build our own. Oh, the black dollar and all this other shit. Nigga, the black dollar ain't shit. We don't have nothing. We can't simultaneously right here in this moment be saying Damn, I wish we had the money to keep Kanye afloat and simultaneously saying, oh, we move the economy. We move the, the, the culture. We move the way things go. Let me, let, me just, let, let me just branch off and say something real quick. And this is based in fact. Niggas can look it up. As Tank say, the Jack's facts, this is not Jack's facts. Do niggas understand when hip-hop actually became pop music and start the industry of hip-hop start exploding? There was one factor and one factor alone, and I'm going to use a small, small anecdotal um, microcosm to explain what that factor was. The first ever hip-hop song, think of all the hip-hop songs you can think of or whatever. The first ever hip-hop song to reach number one on TRL, which I just want to point out the niggas, was a higher rated show for years than 106 in part. Because white consumption is more than black consumption just simply because there's more of them. Not because they're better or this or that. There's just more. Okay? The first ever number one hip-hop song on TRL was Eminem. Emma fucking Nim. Think about all the songs TRL had. And the only one, the first one to go ever hit number one was Eminem. Now, we ain't got to break down why. We ain't got to do that. M, he, he can spit. I ain't here to do that either. But I am here to say, you niggas don't move the needle outside of culture and swag. We do all of that. If we say it's cool, it's cool. But saying some shit cool don't mean nothing. A nigga saying these Jesus look nice and they make my feet feel comfortable don't mean a motherfucking thing. If everybody wants to abruptly stop this nigga from getting money, this nigga's not getting money. And then this nigga, let me tell you, I don't have sympathy. And I'm not saying you do, Wayne. I'm just saying this in general. I don't have sympathy for niggas that in, in niggas' face blatantly say, yo, fuck this blank, insert whatever minority group here. Then everybody say, all right, my nigga, 
fuck it, we gonna do this, we gonna do that, we gonna do that. And then he doubled down and say, nah, it's still fuck them. Because that's what he did. So you know what, nigga, I hope you lose another quarter billion dollars. I hope you, because as long as you want to say dumb shit, I ain't here for it. I ain't here for it. What's the difference between Kanye West and Vladimir Putin? What, a, a fascist dictatorship that you're running? Because there's no difference in his rhetoric. Putin said that the Ukrainians are Nazis. Get the fuck out of here. They all oh, they using black magic and all this other goofy shit. Putin say, oh, they got dirty bombs. Why? Because he's pushing his agenda. I don't know what yay agenda is, but it's a dumbass agenda that's not going to get him money. And guess what? And I just want to tell you niggas this too, and I'm going to get off of it because like we said, we've been Kanye heavy. The whole like, you niggas, conspiracy theory bullshit, suck an egg, my nigga. Suck an egg, my nigga. And everybody that's like, see, Kanye was right. He said the Jews, blah, 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 and they took his money. Nigga, no. You cannot create yourself as a victim and then be like, look, I'm the victim. Hell no, nah, nigga. I used to and hate somebody who did that. That's terrible. Uh, uh, white supremacy? Yeah, bro. Come through. You you can't uh, I, say... I, I, I'm about to say, how the hell did you get there, bro, nigga? I'm like, that is clearly white supremacy. I'm oh, just saying... Wait a minute. Now I'm the victim. Yeah, you can't say you're a victim. You can't put yourself in a victim situation and be like, nigga, I'm a victim. You can't walk, you can't walk in a store, hand Dennis a gun, and say, Dennis, hold me at gunpoint. And then be like, oh my God, Dennis holding me at gunpoint. Nigga, what? Because that's what Kanye just did. Kanye walked in the store, he gave these niggas the gun. And then he said, pull the trigger. And they did. And he's like, oh my God, I told y'all they was gonna pull the trigger. Nigga, what? Listen, the point I'm getting, I, I literally just want us to get to the point. And when I say us, I mean we as black people. To you to niggas. Where, to get to the point where that wouldn't even been an issue. Like, literally, whether he's right or wrong, whether he's right or wrong, when do we take care of our When are we judge, jury, executioner? And nobody can give me, everybody's like, everybody's like, man, we just ain't there yet. And I'm like, isn't that kind of the point, though? Well, I will say this. this like, n- like niggas, love, niggas love saying, uh, black people, we make up a trillion dollar purchasing power. Okay, cool. Where is it focused? Where is that trillion? Where, 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 where's where's that trillion dollars focus? Uh, we we did an episode three years ago. Dennis was shocked when this came out of my mouth. I don't even think that the statement came out, made it on the episode. Dennis was that shocked when I said, "Hey, the black church alone, if you just went to every black church throughout America, the black church alone collects damn near half a billion dollars." Where is Maybe that more. going? Because Maybe this more. is untaxed money. Where is it going? In TD Jake's pocket. I just want to point out too, man, and then we can move on. Because fuck this nigga. Like, I don't even want to spend time on this nigga because he don't deserve my time. Now, I'm, I'm going to double down. And I'm going to do something I never do, which is agree with Tank. Tank said, fuck that nigga, he'll cool. Now, I, I still Wayne, I, I know how you like, feel about it. Cool. I know how you feel about it. But let me tell you, <laughs> even if a nigga don't think he a cool, even if you don't think Kanye a cool, or if you on the side with me and Tank, 
you're on the side of the fence with us where we do think you're cool. Regardless of which side of the fence you're looking at this nigga from, this nigga is standing on the fence and saying the following. George Floyd died because of fentanyl. Nigga, I don't give a fuck what happened to you. You want me to be judge, jury, executioner, Wayne? Cut off with that nigga head. Okay. Off with that nigga head. I don't want to base it on that statement, but that's why I'm like, I, I, I'm pretty positive that I'm black enough to remember that a coon is somebody who knowingly has actions that are detrimental to to the black community. I was pretty positive. That's Facts. What it no, is. I would agree with that. We all agreed on that. And I would, and I would say this. Tom, I'm like, I'm looking at Kanye, I'm like, it's not really detrimental to us, my nigga. It's detrimental to you. But see, I feel like me personally, <laughs> and I see, I understand where Tank coming from because I kind of agree with him on this. Me personally, going on national TV with white people all around the nation wanting to 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 say Black Lives Matter is not a true movement. To say what happened to George Floyd, he should obey the police or this, that, other, or it wasn't this. It wasn't what we saw. Like you said, bro, it was on live stream. We watched this man die. Right. These white people who want to say that they that that's not what we what we saw did not happen or whatever, right? Those white people who want to say that or whatever, they they waiting on a the nigga. They waiting on a nigga to validate them. And I feel like for Black Lives Matter, for George Floyd and any other victim that because they happen every day, any other victim that goes down like George Floyd or Philando Castile or, or, or Eric Garner or anybody else I can name or whatever, Trayvon Martin or all these other people I can name for all of those victims and all those people past, present and future to have one of our blackest leaders because he used to be that go on TV and say, yeah, man, these white people that's full of shit are right. I feel like that's mad detrimental to black people. Mad detrimental to black people. Mad detrimental to the Black Lives Matter movement. Mad detrimental to having people, as Colin Kaepernick would say, know their rights. Having people not be accosted by the police. Having fucking our governor just stood up in a debate and said that, oh, the Charlie Chris said that America was built on stolen land. I don't think that's appropriate to say. Them people like that? Because we know that's bullshit. You know it was built on stolen land, and so do Ron DeSantis. But Ron DeSantis thrive for niggas like Kanye. They love niggas like Kanye. They want to eat niggas like Kanye. They want to be niggas like Kanye. So when you say some shit like, George Floyd died of fentanyl, he was really high, he should have listened to the police, fuck you, my nigga. Fuck you, because that nigga's dead. And he died in front of our, us, our children, our mothers, and our grandmas. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And I'm saying it a lot because that's how many times we've seen that shit. And you get on national TV and say some stupid shit like that. Fuck you, my nigga. Yeah, you detrimental. And I'm with Tank. And it can be whatever opinion niggas wanted to be. You're a coon. Because that shit don't prosper black people. Bring back the old Kanye. What the fuck is this? This not the nigga who was on Dave Chappelle. Who is this nigga? Because George, fuck all the anti-Semitics and all that shit. Big up to my Jewish friends. I'm not a Jew. However, I don't think y'all should be accosted. Just like I don't think a fucking Cambodian should be accosted. I don't give a fuck. Treat people how you want to be treated. But at the end of the day, I am a nigga. 
And when you sit there and say a nigga that I know is a hundred percent a fucking victim, and I know what his family and friends and mom and his kids done been through, for you to say that nigga was high, that's why he died. Fuck this nigga Wayne. On God, fuck this nigga, bro. Like, what are we doing as black people? Like, yeah. like, fuck all the anti-Semitic shit. When we heard that nigga say that, bro, we know for a fact that's not true. The autopsies did not say he was high on fentanyl. Why is this nigga saying that? And my bad for getting all labored and angry about that shit, but y'all niggas know me. Y'all know that shit fucking get me going, bro. Like, I hate that shit. That's disgusting to me. <laughs> that's disgusting to me, my nigga. That's like saying, oh, Philando Castile shouldn't have reached for the gun. Suck my dick, nigga. What Listen, are we talking about? I, I'll I'll leave it at this. If that is everybody's stance, I want Joey Bosa to be cut from the San Francisco 49ers. I want Let Brett him. Favre to have his have his uh bus and all his records stripped from the NFL. I want Every known racist person, even if even if what they said was mildly racist, because look at the standard. Look at the standard ain't that fucking high, but look at what it costs somebody. If that's the standard, if that's the standard, every time I hear a uh, hear a white celebrity say "nigga" accidentally, we need to come from their head, but we ain't gonna do it. Joey Bosa is a white man from Ohio with a Trump hat in his locker. He's on brand. That's one of the fa- that's one of my favorite things I've ever gained from this show. I say that shit all the time. Oh, well, that's on brand. I said that shit about my manager today. I was like, oh, that nigga on brand today. Or whatever. Joey Bosa is on brand. A white Trump supporter who grew up in a Trump supporting type family from Ohio. And he say George Floyd had fentanyl. You on brand. Kanye, the same nigga who said drug dealers buy drugs. Crackhead by crack, and the white man get paid off for of all of that. You, you, nah, you don't not see on the hip- brand, my nigga. Don't see the hypocrisy <laughs> in that, though. I do, but he not on brand. Fuck that nigga. Like I, I like like Tank always say, and I'm gonna give y'all one more step inside of Tank. I know we hijacking the show, so we gonna move on. One more step inside of Tank brand and wait in his his mind and where he coming from with the the cool statement, quote unquote, or whatever, right? Like, like. Tank will say in front of niggas or when he's on, bro, listen, and he's talking to black people, Tank will say, fuck Obama. Y'all all done heard him say it, right? I have mm-hmm. never heard Tank say that in front of white people. And Tank always defend Obama in front of white people. Because guess what? You, what you just said earlier, Wayne, you protect your own. You handle your own, right? So me as a nigga talking to Kanye, nah, my nigga, that ain't it. Pure point blank. We can, we can duke it out. We can handle it however he want to handle it. He can change it. He can get back on brand or whatever, but that ain't it. Damn what the fuck these white folk done said. These white folk ain't, ain't at the cookout. Joey Bosa was never coming to the cookout. I'm trying to figure out why my cousin, Kanye, who was my cool cousin, who come late to Thanksgiving, and we go for a walk and come back high, and then we eat all the food and beat on the table and rap at grandma's table. I'm trying to figure out why this nigga sitting here telling me he voting for Trump. That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. So I'm trying to take care of home. I'm trying to do exactly like you said. I'm trying to handle nigga business. As a nigga, I want to know what's up with this nigga because he's off-brand as fuck. And if we the- keep it there, I, because, because Jax, everything you saying is stuff that probably should have been said a long time ago. 
Because it's been because if I had to if I had to really observe everything that's been going on, like even if you go back to you know the whole like slavery was a choice thing, yeah. And next thing you know, the whole community we we right up there in Wyoming, you know, listening to Kanye. And it's just like it's been so many times where he's said some of the most egregious things, you know. Even just if we, even if we take like you know everything about it, and we limit it to you know us as in the black community, like he'll say something or he'll do something, and then next thing you know he'll hide out for a minute, come back, probably get the choir together, and then we and then he right back in our good graces again. Do the same shit. This is yeah. the most. This is the most accountability that we've seen given to him. And uh, and I do hate that it took this for it to happen. Because a lot of the statements that I was seeing, a lot of the people that was like, you know, cutting ties, like, you know, like the 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 stem player that that he tried to sell the $200 face scrubber that had the Donda 2 album on like the just everything every company I done seen TJ Maxx and I ain't even know TJ Maxx had Yeezys hell Hater Bear Media probably done cut ties with Kanye you know it you gotta get that nigga out of here no more Kanye chips but it's just like (laughs) it took so long for him to actually be held accountable for the things that he's done and said because this ain't his first rodeo, especially when it comes to us. I'm with you when you're right. But followed up this week on Bro Listen, we will be discussing all of this stuff. So if you want to continue the conversation, come to Bro Listen this week. Wayne, I might even do uh I might even do uh Zoom so you could get in on it. Sure though. Word. <laughs> uh good talk, good talk. Um any new music that we want to talk about that dropped this month? Let's talk about uh, Young uh, Jeezy. You know, the, Tane the made a comment part. about this Young Jeezy. So I want to hear what your first thing is, what you're about to say, man, because Tate made a comment first about Young Jeezy. I want to see what you say. One, uh, shout out DJ Drama, because I, I meant to text you this, um, uh, Dennis, but I think it's time for us to have a good, good old fashioned, you no know, static debate. DJ Drama or DJ Khaled, who you got? Ooh, hot sauce. I, I, I think it's time. I, I honestly do. Because I'll be real with you. <clears throat> I, as far as as far as marketing machines, I don't think there's anybody better than DJ Khaled. As far as motivators in the music industry. I don't think there's anybody better than DJ Cal. As far as the ability to get artists to collaborate with each other on a song, I can name maybe two or three people that's better than DJ Cal. Maybe, maybe two. I'm I'm stretching it if I say three. Mm. But when we're talking about the essence of being a DJ, and when you got that DJ in front of your name. And, you know, me as a former DJ, that's all that really matters at the end of the day for me. 
I don't know who's better than DJ Drama right now. Now y'all were debating, you know, have your flavor. We've had mad DJs with classic runs, whether it been Clue, Green Lantern, <laughs> uh, Battle Cat, you know what I'm saying, for uh Greg Street, you know, even hell, even bigger ranking support like a hot second will seem like to have a have a, a great run. Shout out but, to Bigger Rankings. OG in the game. But at the end of the day, who is having a better run? Period. When we're talking about mixtapes, when we're talking about DJing, the essence of a DJ, who is better between drama and Cal? Because we're talking about a mixtape series that got started in the early 2000s. We're now 2022. And I had to listen to an NBA, NBA Youngboy Gangsta Grills mixtape that I never thought I would have to listen to. I'm about to humble. I'm about to humble you niggas real quick, because um, although I feel like that's a good debate and all that good shit, let me tell y'all niggas something. Y'all know I'm around the youth, right? So mm-hmm. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to put a perspective on where we are. You 30 year old niggas, and and matter of fact, not even if you 30 year old niggas, if like, what's the word I'm looking for? Any nigga that's over 25, listen to me and hear me out. Jeezy is a goat, right? Uh-huh. Jeezy make a Jeezy make a lot of good music, nah. Trap music and all that shit. Jeezy, Jeezy's that nigga. Uh-huh. Jeezy's that nigga. I just put on corporate thugging the other day and I turned the fuck up in my fucking office. CTE to the day I die. That's the way it's going to be. Hey, thug motivation. I'm bumping number three. number three, blowing on some killer shit that I got from zone three. Nigga bars. Okay? However, however, I'm not saying that the youth said Jeezy trash. But let me tell y'all what the youth said about the new Jeezy. That's some old people shit. Now, now, now let me, let me, now, 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 before y'all respond, let me tell y'all, when you sitting in a car with the youth and you got to process some shit like that, because I want to debate my daughter and her friends and say, yo, y'all don't know no nothing about no good music and blah, 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 and all of this other shit and da, 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 da. But they was like, yeah, dad, coach, he don't sound bad. It sounds good, but he's rapping old. It don't sound good because it's old. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what? In my head, I'm like, yo, what? But then I thought about it. This is some old nigga shit. Because you know what? Everybody 25 and under. Matter of fact, let me put it like this. Let me put this perspective. And, and, and shout out to Nina Bina, because she the one who said this. She was like, Coach, think of it like this. Would you hear this trending on TikTok? And I said, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, right? And this is, it, it, and LQ, this, this isn't to take away from, you know, drama versus Khaled, because that is a very, that is, it is a good debate. Yes. But I feel like two things can be true here. So I, I, Overall, I like I like the couple I like the couple songs off the of Jesus project. There is, and I can I can see how some of it can be interpreted as you know, 
older people, you know, older people type shit. It's a song on there. And literally the hook is, yeah, you already know, bro. We doing this for show, bro. And it's like, yeah, this is like, it, it felt like me listening to it. It felt dated. And it's just like, it's a couple of things that I heard on this project that felt dated. It's still good songs on there. But that's why I say two things can be true, you know, like, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, the, it's heat on there. But at the same time, it's like for for somebody that's younger, they probably going to hear that and be like, be like, oh, what you know about this kind of music? Boy, y'all heard. Have y'all seen the, tip, the TikTok trend? When they be like, anytime that uh, anytime somebody put on some old music and it's like, a hobby to be done, a bubbles and rap, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what Elder and them heard when Jeezy came on, <laughs> and I was just thinking in my head like, yo, they hear a hobby and a hills and pills, a pills and pills, and deal deals and pills, and fresh ass gills, and fresh ass gills, and I'm like, yo, that's what they hear while we like, what the fuck, yo, and and and. And it made me sad, but let me tell y'all niggas something. And, and Tank heavy on this pod, so shout out to Tank. You should have came on the pod. Listen, yo, listen. Let me tell you, Tank heavy on this pod because anytime this nigga who drank Coke forty fives and go to the small venue off of Normandy Boulevard in Jacksonville to watch JT Money perform in front of two niggas and a crackhead, say <laughs> if he say your shit hot. Number is two things that are true. Yes, your shit is hot. Two, your shit is old. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you what Tank not about to listen to. Tank, now Tank a fuck with some Kodak or whatever and all that. Tank ain't about to go and listen to, oh shit, I can't even think of a young artist right now off the dome like that. But Tank ain't going to listen to that. XX Back when he was the young nigga, Tank ain't listening to that. Tate pull up to my crib to do a podcast and he's listening to real niggas run the yard real real niggas run the yard and for everybody that don't know what that is that's what I mean <laughs> uh, look, I, seen a, I seen a flyer <laughs> I seen a flyer I was like oh Tate gonna fuck with this actually um I think it's Trick Daddy JT Money Juvenile some other people supposed to be performing in Jacksonville in December yeah, oh, nigga, Tank gonna oh, be there. Uh, what was it? Legends of, Legends of the Streets, something like that. Something like that, yeah. But I seen her. Like, it's like JT Money, Trina, Trick Daddy, uh, Juvenile. Oh, man, I just seen this, man. Awesome. And then you know what's... Rick Ross, you know what's funny, too? Yo, I'm not even... So I don't know if y'all niggas... If you follow me on Instagram, which now my Instagram page is just a Big packs and James Weldon Johnson stand page, basically. Um, <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, you see me post with my boys, Coach Aries, Coach Logue. Shout out to my niggas. Um, they're not that much younger than me. You know what I'm saying? I think Aries just turned 30. Logue is like 27, 28. We had went to the Jackson State Bethune game. Tragic. We need to have a whole nother podcast on the state of HBCU football. Fuck y'all niggas. But anyways... Um, we went to the game together and they was passing that flyer out. And these young niggas, <laughs> they not even younger than me like that. I'm 36. I'm not even 40, y'all. These young niggas were like, ah, coach, ah, this about your alley right here. This <laughs> <your spirit." laughs> 
I was like, yo, fuck y'all niggas, man. <laughs> Listen. Uh, okay. Let, let's let's sideline my actual debate. We're actually gonna talk about the 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 project. That's like me asking my my eleven year old. I'm sorry, is he eleven? No, 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 no. Dominique is thirteen. That's like me asking my thirteen year old younger brother to sit there and listen to the Isley Brothers' new album that came out recently. He's not going to get any of it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I know you do a lot for the kids and everything, but that album wasn't for them. They they don't they don't know what happened mm. in 2005 when Jeezy got on the scene. They don't understand because I played Trap It Out on the way to a game last year, and they was like, Coach, what the fuck this is? However, however, going back to what we – Going back, going going back to what we um um uh, was talking about earlier about money and how it flows and shit like that. The number one consumers of music in that age bracket is fucking fourteen to twenty five. It ain't us, my nigga. We don't consume a lot of music. We like to we like to do something that uh, the industry like to call recycle music. Right, right. You are older. We had, a, we had a great uh, we had a great debate about it. Talking about what was it? What was it? It was, it was like seventy percent of yeah. stream music is older music. Older music, like we recycle music. But when, uh, two thousand ten. However, these 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 um these um companies are making money, and 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 remember, things get new. Like everything ain't old, nigga. If you out here, let me. I'm just gonna use a good analogy right here, right? If I sell cars and I make cars, I sell Jack's automobiles, right? And I've been selling these bitches since 1943. And it's 2020. And I'm out this bitch selling cars that don't have a fuel injector. Would there be a market for that? Sure, there's a market for that. I'm not going to go out of business because I sell carburetor cars. However, if you think I'm going to make as much money as Toyota, when Toyota out here is selling cars with fuel injectors? Nah, nigga. So my <laughs> my point is what I the reason why I use that analogy is to say this. So um music streaming and all that has evolved within the last week, going back to what we said, full circle center of the universe, with COVID and all that, music streaming has evolved to now, nigga, these companies and and, and music uh uh like record labels are making money off of Instagram and TikTok. Yep. How many plays we get on YouTube? How many plays we get on TikTok? And guess what? You, even though I'm on TikTok and shit like that, Dennis, me, you, we're not going to TikTok to listen to music. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Anna gonna do? Let me just let me just get this, and I'm gonna be done. I'm gonna give. A, I'm gonna yield the floor. You know what Anna gonna do? It's a song or whatever. I get Kodak. Walk. Walk. Walk, walk, spin, 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 right? It's a little TikTok dance that go with that, right? Mm-hmm. You know what Anna gonna do? She's gonna go, she's gonna see the video, she's gonna think it's cool. She's gonna click the little record down in the corner because that's gonna bring up all the videos on the app that's associated with that sound, right? Yep. Then she's gonna go through each one of those videos over and over and over again, giving Kodak a play for that song until she figure out the dance. Then she gonna make the dance and then post it. Then she gonna look at all her friends doing the dance and look at herself doing the dance 150,000 times. And that's how they're making money. 
So when Jeezy dropped this and you love it and Tank love it, the fucking Interscope is like, yeah, that's cool. Give me my $45. Meanwhile, I'm going to drop, let Kodak drop spin one more time and I'll make a million dollars over here in the cut. Yeah. That's just how, that's the industry. Like how many times you heard that's that um Lil Yachty polling song on TikTok, Jack? A shit ton, my boy. A shit ton. And you want to know something interesting? I haven't even heard it in real life yet. What's the other little Uzi shit? What's the little Uzi shit that got to dance? Then it's oh, out the, right now. The, I just want to rock, John. Yeah, bro. I ain't even heard that song on the radio or nothing. But it's it, it, go to the billboards and see where that song is right now. I bet it's in the top one. I ain't heard it on the radio. And still trying to get dance to it, though. I'm still trying to get y'all analysis on do y'all like the Jeezy uh, mixtape? Oh, it's good, good shit. Oh, I think it's, it's cool. good shit. I think it's oh, good. okay, okay. It took, <laughs> it took us 15 minutes to get there. Yeah, because we were way off the rails. My hey, man. we hit a I shit usually, on old people. That's why. <laughs> I'm usually good about controlling that. But yeah, the Jeezy project was cool. I um I did like... I, I like the intro a lot. Like, that intro was dope. Like, that feel, that, that DJ drummer feel... On that intro, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, MJGZ, I liked. Um, Scarface with ESTG. Um, Big Snow. It's a couple joints on there that I like. So overall, overall, it's a it's a cool project. Okay. Yeah, good project. I think Tank is correct. I think it's shit fire. I also think we old as fuck. So y'all boys figure that out. <laughs> if we really, if we really want to appease to the to the big packs and audience, did anybody hear the the Young Boy project? Yo, I've heard it because guess what? I can't listen to nothing else at school right now. So <laughs> every car that these kids get in is playing that shit because them niggas love Young Boy like he got them. That's they Lil Wayne. Yep, he's one of the like the top streamed artists right now, like top yeah. five. He's up That's there. Lil Wayne. Drake, Taylor Swift, Bad Bunny. Like he was now, now with that being said, now that with that being said, can we get to my debate? Because there's a debate to be had here. You talking about drama and Cali? Um, at, at this point, drama in any DJ, really. What is it about DJ drama that he can sit here and do this? In the streaming era, because because I remember how hard it was putting a mixtape out when streaming was like not even booming yet. Like I I remember how hard that was. Now me and my partner DJ Will to be shout to bruh, we eventually figured it out, but it was hard getting those early mixtapes out. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna count to you. I, I I respect drama. I think drama is like a mixtape god and like everything and all of that, man. But uh, if you mix everything in and you going all around, Khaled got him, bro. Khaled got him. Now, if you just going straight That's not it, bro. I don't know. Khaled got him all around. Bruh, straight mixtape. No, you, no you're, you're absolutely right, bro. As far as like this is what happened, bro. It's that rule of two. Drama, even when you think about how Kyle yell and shit, drama's voice became the iconic associated sound for if you were if you were mixtape DJ. This is how you talk over your shit. This is how you do it. Mr. Thanksgiving. Give yourself AKAs. Give yourself mad sound effect buttons. Like 
that as crazy as hell because <clears throat> we're from a time where there were plenty of DJs doing that his his sound his literal voice became iconic and now what's happened is Khaled is such an icon and become more than just a DJ that it leaves the lane ultimately for DJ drama to be the best basically hip hop almost crossover DJ Word. Like, think about it, bro. <laughs> Over the last year, what? Three niggas have had the actual, like, studio album be a DJ drama thing, uh, production? Yeah. Yeah. Like... And, it, and to make it worse, he's not just doing it for, like, the older cats. It'd be different if he's leapfrogging through time by catching that wave of people that connects, I guess, our generation to this most, this newest generation. And that's why I gotta give drama his credit. Like growing up, everybody want everybody almost every rapper you know wanted to have a gangster girls. Gangster Grizzles. So now we in present day, and he done put out three. He got the one with Jeezy, the one with Youngboy, and the one with Snoop. And the one with Snoop hard too. The one with Snoop is hard. I was just about to say that. Like it's crazy. Like he really about to like continue to to show his like worth work ethic. Like all them years of you know he and Khaled, you know, do his do his phenomenal marketing because it, I will I will get that to him. It is very phenomenal. But in the grand scheme of things, if you had to choose between being on a Khaled album versus one to have against the girls. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going with the gangster grills. Gangster grizzles. You're right. Okay, You're right. But I, I don't know if you if you go a Khaled album, are you not gonna go mainstream? It, are you it, not gonna well, be a mainstream success? Well, here's well, here's my thing, because I don't know if Coop was here when I was giving my soliloquy about the difference between, in my opinion, the difference between drum and and Khaled. And what Coop said is absolutely true. My thing is Khaled. My my issue with Khaled is again, if we're talking about purely the essence of what it means to be a DJ, especially in this hip hop culture, I believe Khaled is far from it. I I don't think I'm I'm still trying to figure out why is DJ still in front of his name, you know, and I say this because he's more than that. Because he, he started he, off as a DJ and he don't want to lose that, but, that but mantra. He, he's more than that at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be hard pressed to go somewhere and be like, and they'd be like, oh yeah, the, the headlining DJ is DJ Khaled. Where would we be for that? You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Khaled is. Khaled is not, he's an A&R, he's a producer, he's an engineer. One, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, when do you actually get back to DJ? When is that? You know, and, and I'm not hating on Khaled. He he put in the work to get to where he is, and I'm, and I'm honestly not hating him. But it's like, hey, again, as a former DJ, if 
if I judge their careers, I want to be more like drum than I want to be Calvin. Right. Because it's it's in the and from just based on what y'all are saying, it's it's a different thing. Like you got one that's more <laughs> so focused on the DJ lane, whereas you got the other one that's more so on the side of curating. Right. So that's where they differ. And and I'm like, wait, 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 with Khaled, let, let's be honest, man. These last three, four albums ain't really been the best albums. Like, well, yeah, Khaled ain't making let's good. Let's just keep it a thousand. Khaled ain't making good music no more now. Nah, 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 that, 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 that shit done sell. How far back was Major Key? It, it was that one song that he came out with. He put Drake on. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, being from Florida, I wanted to get back to that Florida sign. And I'm, and I'm sitting I'm like, well, why did you put a Florida artist on? Oh, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. Way ball greasy at. The Grateful <laughs> album. <laughs> like, like where where was uh, Iceberg Live? Where, where was that nigga at? Where was Trina at? Where was, where was you know, fucking um, Gunplay? Where was all them niggas who actually from that Florida sound? And, we didn't even and, get a remix to that joint. And, and I've and I've told people my biggest issue with Khaled is that a long time ago he stopped. He he was so concerned with making the biggest record that he stopped trying to make the best record. And everybody was like, "Well, which one would you want? Would you want the biggest record or the best record? The biggest record is momentary. It's all about the moment. The best record." last the tail of the time. And it's like with drama, his entire career, he has legendary moments. He his projects are have stood the test of time. I can't say that about Calvin. I think from a from a singles perspective you can. Because he does he does have those songs. He hasn't had them recently. But I mean, if, you're talk, if you're talking things. about those those early two thousand songs where, you know, it seemed like he wouldn't do any, he couldn't get a feature from an artist that was bigger than you know, Ross at the time, or you know Wayne, um, when Wayne was on his run, but you know, going into later into his career, like, you had you had, uh, a three album run, where one of your singles had to have Justin Bieber. Mm. Why? <laughs> Why? The Justin Bieber joint. How? What spot do you think that capped off Pete <laughs> on the on the top one hundred? Which one? Because <laughs> he had a couple. Doing yeah, the last one, the most recent one, right? With Justin I mean, Bieber, I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't go number one. But 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 that's what. But you're making my argument. He's gotten so used to being like, I want to do the biggest record that you forgot about. Hey, this is actually a good record. Like, what See, was I it think... when, uh, when 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 Tyler came out with uh with uh, Igor? Yeah, and and they both came out like the same week. Tyler ended up number one. He ended up number two. That was a real huge thing, right? Because because Kala's like. You could tell Kyle's like, yo, who the fuck is Tyler the creator? Who listens to him? I don't know who listens to him. And everybody was like, oh, nigga, you don't know he that nigga. Yep. It was a teachable moment. 
And look at yeah, what had on that project. Yeah, and but you know what? When you say that about Khaled, I think Khaled's not the only DJ artist or whatever you want to say that's like that because what you get into a realm of when you reach a certain level of success, you have to make a choice. And that choice is the I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and call it the J. Cole effect. Cause J. Cole could be way more mainstream than what he is. But he chooses not to on purpose. So you gotta be you gotta make a decision. Do I wanna be J. Cole or do I wanna be Drake? Right? And like DJ Khaled clearly has chosen Drake. So <laughs> when he make a cut, he not about to go get ball greasy and plies and make a Florida song. He can be like, yo, I want to get back to that Florida sound. So I got Snoop and fucking Drake. Because, <laughs> because the bitches who listen to Martha Stewart make biscuits is going to listen to this song. And I don't want to keep this on Khaled too much because we might find ourselves in a rabbit hole. But it is biscuits, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, yeah, I think that's what really differentiates them, you know, as entities. Um, did we have any quick thoughts on the on the Quavo takeoff project? Godspeed, Spider Man. They, Quavo and Takeoff got a project. They yeah. not beefing over. Okay, so ain't the Migos broke up? Yep, it's Playboy and, and Takeoff, and then it's Offset, and and and, and they broke up over the fact that Offset. Well, we, okay, which one of Bang? Um, they they cheat, and wasn't it Sweetie? Sweetie, allegedly. Yeah, and she banged one of the. Listen, I have no respect for rich people that's doing shit that I can do, so I'm not listening. <laughs> Straight right, up. Um, also, I don't see the albums not that bad. It's pretty cool. Yes, yeah, a good album. I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be good. Them niggas wrong, but listen, they doing shit that we do cool. <laughs> Sweetie <laughs> should not be banging anybody else in the Migos, and the nigga from the Migos should not be banging Sweetie. Allegedly, first of Allegedly. all, she probably tastes like sweet and sour sauce. Second of all, or whatever, there's a, there's a if you're fucking if you're offset. There is 90 million Saweeties. I'm just disappointed. That's disappointing. I ain't got time for that. Y'all broke up one of the most prolific, if not number one, top three hip-hop groups of all time for Saweetie. I went cool. She ruins everything. All right. Lil Baby, it's only me. That's good. That's what I expect from Lil Baby. On brand. Yeah. On brand. I like it. It's it's Lil Baby. Yeah. Better than I thought. Hey, the, the youth like it. Oh, 1000 percent Yeah, the youth like little baby. Bro, I, but I'm telling cool. people, I don't I don't hate little baby. I like little baby. Yeah, little baby's little baby's dope. Like that's, did y'all see where little baby lost six hundred thousand dollars uh gambling with Drake in the Bahamas? Nah. Six hundred. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. Um Armani Caesar, the Liz too. Fire. I'm with you. I'm with it. it, it, It's just sad she she don't get more more play than what she does. Terrible name. I don't know if that's because she's 
being a woman signed with Griselda or not. Well, you think that's a terrible name? name? Yeah, I don't like her name. Our money Caesar is terrible. What? Yeah, I stand on that. <laughs> I know. I stand on that. I, I, I stand on that. I know. I know. We ain't got to deal. We ain't got to dive into it. I just, y'all know I used to be in a band and I just got, I'm a, it's a thing about names and music for me and that one, that one ain't it. That one ain't it. Right. You don't like her because of the name? No, she raw. I think her music's good and everything. I think she's not popular because of her name. But that's just me. Whatever. Yeah, okay. it, 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 it seemed trivial, but bro, branding is everything. Branding is everything. That's the reason why Frosted Flakes sells more than Frost Flakes. Branding is everything, my boy. And Brandy has her own Brandy. Nah, man. Big facts. Big facts. Branding is everything, bro. You got to have a cool-ass name. Don't nobody... Man, there's just not a catchy name that's easy to remember. I'm just telling you. Shit, lame. It's terrible name. I don't know. I I like it. Of course, because you like her music. Shout out to (laughs) Armand. Um... Also, Chris Crack dropped the project. I won't say much about it, but I will say that he has one of my favorite opening lines that I heard in a long time. And it goes, I ain't clearing up no rumors unless they say I'm out here eating coleslaw. Facts. <laughs> I hate you, niggas. Facts. <laughs> Fuck coleslaw. Fuck coleslaw is disgusting. Also, great name. Great name, by the way. Great name. Chris Crack, great name. Coleslaw is disgusting, Wayne. Wayne, coleslaw is disgusting. A nigga literally cut up cabbage and carrots, two of the most crunchiest, nastiest things raw ever. Like, nobody ever seen a a head of a raw cabbage and be like, I want to eat that. And then, so a nigga just was like, yeah, let me cut up this this, this raw-ass, hard-ass cabbage and this raw-ass fucking carrot, and then let me put mayonnaise on top of it. This is disgusting. You niggas that eat that, y'all nasty niggas, y'all serial killers. <laughs> Fuck, eat coleslaw. That's fucking dumb. And you niggas that eat slaw dogs, that don't help either. And don't say it's southern, because I'm from down here and that shit nasty. Slaw dogs. Listen, coleslaw on stuff tastes good. Coleslaw nasty. by itself, I'm good. You a nasty nigga. You a I've nasty had, nigga I've had for real like cool. sandwiches before and it's been good. Bro, Taint, Taint, Taint is one of the nastiest niggas I know, and I just want to let you know you're right there with him. You're a nasty nigga. You nasty. Dad, let me ask you this: How you feel about um? How you feel about Waterburger having a chili cheeseburger? Yo, I ain't fucking with it. Matter of fact, me and Anna ate Waterburger today, and every time I pull up on Waterburger and a nigga order from any side of the menu that's not one, two, or three, fuck you, you nasty. Oh God, bro, you don't fuck with the patty melt at Waterburger? No, nah, I ain't fucking with that. Oh, fuck with that. No, oh wait, the patty melt is the one with the bread and shit, right? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Oh, the chicken tenders. What? Yeah, that's good. The patty melt thing, good. You can't fuck up a patty melt though. Why? Hey, I need to bring back the mushroom Swiss burger, my nigga. Mushroom Swiss burgers, I can fuck with. I'm not fucking with no chili, the nigga. Who made the chili, <laughs> Dennis? You motherfucker, you want to bring this listen, shit up? Who made I, the listen, chili? a lot of people don't like to think about it like this, but Whataburger is one of the few fast food places you can, you know, they. I believe they cook everything all like they take orders like three or four at a time and then they cook them all to order. Yeah, they moment. do. They do. And uh, shout out to Whataburger. You about to get a man sponsor the show because your burgers are delicious because they season their burgers. 
right now, off the top of your head, name play name name three fast food restaurants that season their burgers. Three. What a burgers one. So name two more. White Castle. Uh, Hardee's. Hardee's do not. That's just they just taste good because they doing the same thing Burger King doing, putting it on that flame. They, they charboard the charboard. Yeah, that don't count. That is not seasoned. Really? Sir. I was, wow. Maybe this is yeah. Seasoned. That is not seasoned. This is a very difficult question because the the the, the correct answers are really like misleading. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Whataburger, White Castle, Dead by Dash Extension, No Crystals, Checkers. And crystals do not season their burgers, by the way. Crystals do not. I can't speak for White Castle because I ain't been in no White Castle. Nigga, nigga, hold on, hold on, money. Me and you grew up in the same hoods, money. Crystal does, bro. I knew I knew too many niggas that worked there who told oh, me. Oh, you mean the salt and pepper joints? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They do the onions and the steam. Yeah. I'm I don't a, know though. I'm a, because of that onion thing that they do to their burgers, I'm a certified crystals hater. What? Oh, you don't like what, nigga? What the fuck, nigga? I just want you to know this is my last show. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what are you nigga. talking about? Nah, nah, the onions in the burger, please. No, but you eat no. coleslaw. That, but I don't eat coleslaw. Ass, I'm not nasty you are the coleslaw <laughs> eater on the you pot. Are, you out here hanging crystals and eating slaw? I don't yeah, that's what I'm saying, nigga. Miss me, you bastard. Listen, what are you talking let me, about? Let me, listen, like Chris Craig said, let me clear the rumor up right now. I do not eat coleslaw. Yo, straight up. <laughs> First of all, crystals are delicious. I don't even want to talk to you about that. Let's talk about something else. However, um, I, Whataburger's number one. They season their shit joints. They, they season their shit top, top. Okay, um, we gonna crystals and White Castle will count them, but that would I really wasn't thinking about them at all to be real with y'all boys. Um, uh, number two, believe it or not, is when Checkers. The hood is of the hood burgers. They actually season their burgers up, Man, right? Fuck that Checkers should be good. Checkers should be Checkers should be busting busting. And then the last one is Five uh, Five Guys. They season their burgers, my boy. Okay, but, but no, we can't count. Five Guys don't count as a fast food place. What? How is Five Guys not fast food? Yeah, because I was going to say, if like we talking about like best burger, I, that goes to Five Guys. Yeah, bro. Five, five Guys doesn't count as a fast food place, bro. Why? Because it tastes good and it costs a lot of money. It's fast food, my nigga. And, and, and that, well, <laughs> partly, but more so because they do not make food at the same speed that a fast food place does, nor do they have a drive through Whatever also, you want to say. Let me add. It's still fast food, nigga. Also, <laughs> Steak and Shake. Yeah, Steak and Shake. Steak but season, do Steak and Shake season their burgers? Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. One, let me uh, let me ask you a dispute. Uh, uh, cool. By definition, cool. Because uh, Five Guys is a place that you just go to. Um, they don't. They don't classify as a restaurant. They actually cla- classify as a fast food joint. Um, now, what they do? Um, what I about to say? Um, there's something that um, five, uh, five Guys does that I fuck with. It is uh, the the bun. You don't have to get the traditional Five Guys bun. You can get a, a grilled cheese bun for the patty, and that shit is flame, my nigga. Yeah, I, I have one too. You're gonna have diabetes afterwards. I just want you niggas to know that. <laughs> and, and 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 Coop, like, yeah, yeah, he's right, bro. Like, I, I, I know I'm about to fuck a, nigga, a lot of niggas up with this. Y'all niggas know Chipotle is fast food, bro. 
Yeah, technically Chipotle is fast food. I know that's fucking y'all disgusting. boys up, but that's this fast food. Chipotle is disgusting, my nigga. It's overrated. Chipotle is the coleslaw of Mexican food. Bro, why are you gonna this in coleslaw, my nigga? Place. Oh, God. Coleslaw. Moles all the way. Yo, Moles is delicious. You nigga, the, the Moles, the Moles dark meat adobo chicken or whatever is fucking phenomenal. Straight up. Oh God. Y'all well, some of y'all might remember this place. But nigga, Qdoba was the place, bro. But they closed. Yo, them. but what happened to all the Qdoba? Bro, they clo- bro. they closed them, bro. Oh but yeah, Qdoba bro, is good too. I had Qdoba at an airport one time. So, bro, bro, they give Qdoba. you like ninety pounds of of queso for no reason. They like, yeah, nigga, you want queso in this big ass burrito that tastes yeah, like? Bro. They use queso the way you use sour cream. Yeah, bro, queso was crazy at Qdoba, bro. That being said, every nigga that eat coleslaw, fuck your mother. Oh God. Coleslaw is disgusting, and I eat blue cheese, so don't don't come for me, nigga. Blue cheese is incredible. This is delicious. If you eat wings with ranch, you a hoe. Oh god, I'm just here to talk shit about food now. Yeah, you know a lot of hoes. You know a lot of hoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, choosing blue cheese over ranch is is crazy. It's American, I, uh, sir. I feel like being cooped on the island by ourselves with this one, Bruh. One, okay, one. Bruh, every one, all ranch and all blue cheese is not created equal. It's places yeah. you go where they wings taste better with the ranch at that place or better with the blue cheese at that place. Okay, for example, all the wing stops wings taste better with their ranch. Yeah, wing stop ranch is wing stop fire. Wing stop literally makes wings that you have to have ranch. I fuck with I, I fuck with Wingstop and I eat them with blue cheese. I'm not eating no ranch dressing. I know a nigga made it. Shout out to Mr. Tubbs or Stubbs or whatever the nigga name is. Michelle Cropping looking ass nigga. Listen, I know that you made the ranch dressing and niggas everywhere is eating ranch dressing. Hidden Valley stole your shit. They making money off you. Fuck you, Bob Craft. You cheating ass deflating ball. Listen, nigga. Ranch, ranch is like water. It does not taste the same. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. Listen, that might be a real ass statement. Ranch is exactly like water, bro. Everybody don't like everybody don't like everybody water. Everybody does not like everybody ranch, bro. Somebody bro, come ranch is nasty. nasty. Okay, bro. You are right, now. <laughs> the only time ranch tastes good is a cool ranch Doritos. And B, if you take like the shape, like the seasoning from ranch, and you put it on some chicken, put it in the oven, good, it's delicious. But like the the when y'all niggas mix in all that white creamy shit with it, I don't like white creamy shit with my stuff. Shout out, Doctor Umar, bro. That might be the name of this episode. I don't like white creamy stuff. Creamy shit with my stuff. Yeah. Are you serious, my brother? You, you, oh, just, what what, what, what Umar said on the live? Show me the snow bunny. Oh huh? boy, listen. If you got don't one, let, show don't me. Let, don't get me start, don't get me started on Dr. Umar, bro. <laughs> show me the snow bunny. I'm gonna point, point out something. You don't you don't you don't hear Dr. Umar trying to help Yay. <laughs> Are you serious, my brother? <laughs> bro, listen. I'm not listen, bro. I don't know, I don't know how I got so deep as an Umar fan. And I'm not even a fan because of like what he's saying has substance. I'm a fan because Umar <laughs> is funny as hell, bro. <clears throat> bro, you like, and you and wait, actually, Jess, you watch baseball too, don't you? Yeah. 
nigga. Okay, one nigga, my Phillies. Number two, my nigga. People like Dr. Ubar for the same reason people like Mike Francesa. <laughs> you talking about the Pope? Yes, nigga, the Pope. <laughs> the, the Pope of New York City Sports Radio, Mike Francesa. <laughs> bruh, it's, it's one of those things where, bruh, you find out, you watch one of his interviews, and you go, oh, shit, this is a real person. As Umar once said, I beg your pardon? <laughs> bruh. I beg your pardon. Bruh, that nigga Dr. Umar is the Mike Francesa of Hotep. <laughs> you nigga. You nigga. I beg your pardon. Holy shit. <laughs> Flip it. Mike Frank, that nigga Dr. Umar is the Sean Hannity of Hotep. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> All right. Um, next topic. Um, it was a, and I kind of did this out of order since we got on the tangent about food. Great discourse, by the way. But so Carl Cherry tweeted, "Is hip hop slipping? It's not chart dominant like it was from 2015 to 2020, but it's still number one. We've been here before. Now I said hip hop was dead in 06. The blog era followed. 2014 wasn't a great year. The streaming era followed. There's something revolutionary around the corner." The great philosopher and our dark skinned queen Nicki Minaj once Talk said. About it. <laughs> one said um why 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 they moved her why they moved my song to the pop category that's all i gotta say about that so when a nigga say is hip-hop is hip-hop still dominating Nicki minaj song was taken out of best hip-hop song at the grammys and moved into best pop song think about what i just said fellas Nicki minaj rap song where she's rapping on the entire song was taken out of best hip hop song and moved the best pop song. I think she raps the word rap in the song. I'm just saying. So when a nigga say, oh, what's going on with hip hop? Hip hop used to be so dominant. Nigga, what? Literally, Bruh, well, literally man, everything is in the pop culture music. Right. Literally everything is hip hop. What are you talking about, nigga? I want to get away from hip hop. I've been listening to fucking, to, to fucking psychedelic rock. Just so I don't have to hear hip hop, right? I don't like y'all niggas talk about. Well, that's a lie. I'd be running through my jazz playlist when I'm in the car, except for if me and Pooey in the car together. Then, then, then we, we is trap. We sell. We dope. some heavy boys. All kinds. We some heavy hip hop consumers in here, bro. In this pod, but goddamn, my nigga, what is this nigga talking about? Nicki Minaj song where she literally raps on the entire song was put in best pop song of the year and taken out of best hip hop song and then Big Dick Energy was left in there and the song that Nicki Minaj had is exactly the same as Big Dick Energy no bro you don't get it Big Dick Energy is hip hop I beg <laughs> your pardon freaky girl freaky girl too. Freaky girl is hip hop pop. How the fuck is freak? I, I just want to, I like dead ass now. I'm not even gonna get on a rant because I know the show almost over and we done did good. But yo, dead ass. How the fuck can anybody listen to Big Dick Energy by Lotto and then listen to Freaky Girl by Nicki Minaj and be like, this one's different than the other? Bruh, because nigga, huh? <laughs> And I hate to agree with Nicki Minaj, but goddamn, you're right. 
<laughs> like, what are they talking about? We're going to table that one. We're going to table that one. Yeah, because, like, what are you talking about? Dennis, you got to get me turned in this bitch. Like, what is he talking Literally all of music is hip-hop. Nah, because there's a conversation to be had there, but we'll table it. Yeah, because, like, nah, because that's not a different song. Nah, my bad, y'all. That just That's a trigger point. And, like, yeah, Nikki, you ain't have to. I just want to get Nikki real quick, Dennis. Hold on. Nikki, you ain't have to attack Lotto. It's not her fault. She's not in charge of the Grammys. You ain't have to attack Lotto, bitch. Anyway, <laughs> here's my question. Has anybody noticed that this this Lotto Nikki thing sounds strangely familiar to Nikki and Lil Kim, Nikki, Nikki and, and Fox, everybody, Nikki and Remy, Nikki and Cardi B, Nikki and everybody? All like, I'm gonna say about this, bro, I never thought about that, bro. Has Nikki just beefed with every woman? <laughs> every All I'm gonna say about this is somebody dropped some diss songs. I'm over all the social media banter. Nah, bro, that would not be good. Now, listen, Lotto's a lot of things, but she don't want this diss music with Nikki. Hey, somebody got to do something to make it exciting again. (laughs) Well, they put Freaky Girl in the pop Then this whole standpoint in this shit is like, oh, nigga, they fighting, nigga, throw a chair. (laughs) They said Freaky Girl. Bro, bro, it is a white Jewish band. And I don't mean that in a Kanye sense. I mean that in a literal That's sense. That's the only way you can mean it. That is somewhere sitting down. Like, he's like 56 years old. And he's, I just like a bit the energy. He listened to that whole song, bar for bar. Then they said, all right, man, the next song is also nominated for Best Hip Hop Song of the Year. And it was like, very freaky girl. And he was like, that's not a hip hop song. That's a pop song. So, so wait, so you telling me he, he heard Big Dick Energy and started dancing on the table like Bobby Schmurter? Yeah, facts. And then he heard, exactly. he heard Freaky Girl and he was like, that need to go over there with Herman. Herman do the pop music, get this trash out. Yeah, bro. That's just, Freaky Girl makes him go put on his Nikki t-shirt, not dance. Oh, what? <laughs> Yo, what? Freaky Girl, he was like, he was listening to Big Dick Energy. He was like, yo, this Bob. Yo, who made this? This bop. What's this girl's name? Uh, yeah, Lotto. Yeah, she needs to win it. This bops, money. This bops. Then he, they put. They was like, all right. This next song is also nominated. What do you think, Frank? And Frank was like, Yo, get this the fuck out of here. This goes over there to Herman. I don't listen to pop music. How dare you put pop music in front of me? Bruh, what the fuck because, is this? Bruh, because bitch, bro, big dick energy is evidently the voice of the streets. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. Nah, Her- Herman ain't getting his hands on that one. Right. Fuck out of here. Fuck you just here. said Herman's getting his hands on big dick energy. Herman can't Herman can't handle that. It's hardcore hip hop I'm listening to down here. And then fucking right. Frank Frank listening to fucking uh the, the new Alicia Keys cut. He's like, oh what a great hip hop song. Fuck you, Frank. You fucking up music. <laughs> Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Oh, <laughs> uh, we never got to talk about Bray Wyatt coming back. Yo, they ain't finishing yet. I'm, I'm trying to hold my, I'm trying to hold my thoughts until they, they, they climax with it. You try. I feel like they, they just playing with the tip right now. <laughs> no pause. I don't pause, nigga. I told a nigga at work today, bro. Stop saying pause when you say shit, gay. Let it, let it, let it smolder. Let it smolder. Let it smolder. Let niggas think about the gay, that gay shit you just said. 
and let them let them try to figure you out. Straight up. Okay, that just reminded me of something. Hold, hold <laughs> on. Yo, somebody get Hermit down here. They're playing the Migos. That's pop music. <laughs> Listen. Right, you just don't get it, bro. Yo, fuck the Grammys. I mean that. Like, like, fuck the Grammys, bro. That's one of the most egregious mistakes in Grammy history. Playing on Herman Top. Like I mean, other than, other than not giving uh, Kanye the Grammy for album of the year for my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, bro, listen, let me tell you something, bro. <laughs> Kanye gonna be lucky if he ever won an album in the same city as a, as a Jewish run. <laughs> Who won the album of the year that year? Uh... Somebody like Everybody was, was crazy. You know what's crazy? He wasn't rap album of the year. But see, this is what bothers me about that tape. And it's, I'm not saying you it's a bad tape. It just it, it always bothers me when people be like, Kanye should have won for this, but they don't know what they don't remember what the other album that actually won was. Because it might have been that pressure. Let's see, 2010. If it's shit, it's shit. But if it's not shit, then hey, I mean, what you gonna say? The Grammys do suck though. Yeah, <laughs> it was Adele, twenty one. See, ah. see, see. So can't be mad at that. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not saying it's better so, than wait, 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 wait. So we, so I'm we're going to say, say we're going to say that forty five to forty five minutes to an hour of this white woman crying was better than my beautiful daughter. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. I want you to go over there. So and it was twenty one minutes. So it was twenty one, not forty five minutes to an hour. Well, this white woman crying. I, I want you to go over there. Herman would like to have a word. Yeah, because you tripping right now. <laughs> yeah, bro. Number one. What do you think this is? Like some kind of jazz? That's Josh Stone. This is Adele. This is a hip hop album. Get your ass over there with Herman. Can you listen to the beautiful dark fantasy in the pop section? Get the fuck exactly. out of here. Bro, Who's this clown? Bro, listen. Adele 21 might be the Illmatic of white woman wailing music. I'm not even about the shit on that album, bro. That's a great album. Adele I'm not saying that I'm not saying that's not a great album. I never said that. I'm just asking you, can you legitimately say that that album was better than my beautiful Dr. Twisted And if you can give me legitimate points, I'll shut the fuck up. I'm gonna be pretty hard pressed to Define those legitimate points. Listen, fam, they purposely wouldn't let Adele 21 go in the category of hip hop where it belongs so that Kanye could win. Facts. Mm. Kanye making pop albums. Adele is making hip hop gold. That Real was the best hip hop album. That was the best. Adele 21 was the best hip hop album since uh, It's Dark and Hell is High. So miss me. <laughs> miss me. Bruh. Listen, bro. Adele about to drop an album now with Dead Press. Straight up. And you are you know the greatest, before Dennis play whatever clip he about to play, the greatest thing that Dead Press ever said was, I'm down for running up on them crackers in they city hall. Play that. Play that. Next time y'all at the office. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking a lot lately about how a lot of my club friends still say, pause and no, I'm out. It's like, what, you think I'm going to crawl over there and suck your cock? You think I'm going to... 
fall across the room. Slowly press my body up against yours and lick your nutsack. Yeah, what? You know, it's like, really, what, what are we talking about here? You know, as a man, you know, I feel real. Or rather, I'm learning how to feel more secure in my sexuality. You know, you can't because you marry Queen B. You know, Beyonce, that, you know, you never have to think about shit like that anymore. But the truth of the matter is, you know, being half, being in the public spotlight and being more, you know, open about how secure I am in my sexuality. You know, a lot of people like to speculate. You know, it's also us. We got these homophobic, you know, conspiracy things thinking, you know, for me to make this much money, I had to join the Illuminati and suck some cocks. <laughs> you know, it's just not true. It's not reality. You know, so, you know, I would just implore more of you to, to consider, you know, the implications of the type of rhetoric you use, you know, because I don't feel like, you know, I said, I don't have to pause. Hardly y'all can suck my paws through my drawers. And I meant that shit when I said it the first time. Before anybody say anything, are we not going to talk about how does a person like Jay-Z get off on a rant like that? Like what? Nigga, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> like yo I know you fake Jay-Z but fuck it you real Jay-Z for the sake of this argument like what are you talking about nigga like that's one of them hey, I, want, I want the context of the conversation so I can know right I gotta know the context before I even what is going on somebody said false <laughs> when he said homophobic nigga I can't like, like Jiggle what? <laughs> jiggle what? Jiggle who? <laughs> oh, man. Bro. No pause. Oh, my God. Yes. By the way, full circle before the show ends, I'm, I'm convinced that Nicki Minaj and Jay-Z is the same person because TikTok told me and showed me that if you pitch down Nicki Minaj, it sounds like Jigga. And if you pitch up Jigga, it sounds like our black beautiful queen Nicki. So therefore, they the same nigga. Well, two pop artists. Pause, no homo. <laughs> How do you even get on a tangent like that, my nigga? <laughs> <laughs> I told you somebody said pause. Like that's crazy. Uh. Uh, this show is terrible. <laughs> I, just just like, I just want you niggas to know, like, like, bro, this is pretty bad. This is this this shit bad, my nigga. <laughs> this shit is terrible, bro. This is like one of the worst ones. This shit is this up there though. It's up there. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Are you still thinking about how he got off of that subject? Yeah, bro. Like, what the fuck? Pause. No homo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, closing thoughts. 
We all oh, lost. We oh. all lost. <laughs> all right, all right. My bad. I thought I was going. I thought I was going to be gracious and let one of you niggas go first for us. Ah, no homo. All right. So um, I want to say yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, I had a parent-teacher conference uh, for both of my um, eldest children, and um, it was pretty cool the way they did it, where you would actually sit with all of their teachers all at once, and you uh, got to uh, see them, and you realize they're all on one accord, you know? They're all on one accord. They're all, you know, in agreement about your your child um the but the thing that i took notice is in both these meetings that i had with my children's teachers there was not one black man i was always in a room with a group of women that's not to say that that's a bad thing i i don't want anyone to uh, to misconstrue me i'm saying the bad thing is the fact that there's no black male teachers or not enough readily available in these settings, especially when you're talking about teaching um, young boys, you know, and, and the thing that you always notice when you see black male teachers, they're always like a PE teacher or, you know, like a vice principal, like somebody that doesn't readily deal with all the children or, you know, most of the children in one setting. And, and I just want to put out that, you know, for anybody listening to this show, if you are thinking about being a teacher, we need more black male teachers out there. You know, just something that, hey, you can see every day a black male role model just in case your child doesn't happen to have one in their lives. As always, be prayerful, be patient, do not panic, L kill out. Yo, listen, I'm going to say real quick, too. Um, black male teachers are absent because they don't get a lot of money. They don't get paid enough money. And black males are high interest like workers. So if the if their job pay isn't lucrative enough, black males will tend to turn away from those jobs. Um, just as an example. But yes, please go be a teacher if you can. If you care about the kids. Speaking of the kids, man, um, after practice today. I had one of the girls that I had come to Paxson come up to me and say, hey, coach, I think I might have to leave here. And I said, why? And she was like, yo, it's really, really hard, number one. And number two, I feel like I don't fit in. So here's something that's very interesting, parents. I want all my parents to listen up or whatever, right? Kids, man, we got to make sure we're talking to our kids, addressing their feelings, understanding how they feel in the setting. You may have a kid like my daughter, who's a complete nerd and like smart girl, all of that good stuff. And she may be in a school setting that's not conducive to the best learning that she can do. She may be in a school setting where it's just nobody wants to learn around her and it's all frustrating. Well, what if, like, you just hear me out. What if this happened? What if you had a kid who you want best for your kid? So you send them to a school of advanced studies, such as Big Packs, and they're just a regular kid. And ain't nothing wrong with being a regular kid, right? 
Um, but they're just regular kids. So now they at this advanced school where you a big goofy kid. You tell jokes all the time and you like to disturb the peace. Shout out DTP or whatever. Um, but they don't fit in because everybody's a nerd. Everybody's conducive. Everybody's not meant to go to college. That's what trade schools is. is. Everybody's not meant to be an A on the road kid. Some kids are going to be B's and C's and make it through, man. But at the end of the day, whatever your kid is, you make sure you put your kid in the best situation for that, right? Because nobody else going to do it. And nobody else going to give a shit. Because you are responsible for your child. So I'm going to say this here, man. Um, at the end of the day, uh, make sure you take care of home first. That's what y'all boy need to do. Now, I always say pray with your hands open. That's how you receive energy. But I'm switching it up now. There's a lot of bullshit in life. That's why they make boots. Put your boots on. I'm done. Straight up. Um, well, we are without Coop, so I'm going to go ahead and end this thing. Great pod, as I always say. Um, as, I, as I also always say, keep your mental health in check. Check on your people. And just remember to pour into yourself. That's one important thing that must be done in order to keep your well-being afloat. Take the time out to pour into yourself. Like a lot of times we, you know, do everything for everybody, but we also got to remember to take care of ourselves, our well-being as well. If we don't do that, then ain't really going to be no that much pouring out of nobody else. So we got to remember to put ourselves first sometimes. Um, also, as I always say, um, we're on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart, um, anywhere where you get your podcasts. And remember, when you touch that dial, like, rate, review, share, worship. Worship. And like that, we out. Peace.